How can you become everything you wanted to be and still feel unfulfilled? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Jeffrey McCall, who was a man who always wanted to be a woman and wondered what it would be like. Hmm. You know, I think that all of us aspire to be someone, and sometimes we just want to be like someone else. Yeah, I think that many of us, as we're growing up, can become discontent with who we are or who we perceive ourselves to be. Mm -hmm. And we look at someone else and say, you know what? I'm going to be like that person. I want that lifestyle. I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. And after we make all those changes and do all those things to become like that person, Mm -hmm. we realize we're unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And maybe some people come to the realization, you know, that really isn't me. It doesn't fit. And what is that? Why is it that when you get to that point, you can become so unfulfilled, even though you got what you always wanted. And here's the truth. It's not about who you're going to be that is going to fulfill your life. It's about who God is. Mm -hmm. And when you know who God is and what he's called you to do, that will be the thing that fills you in your life. The Bible says in Matthew chapter five, verse six, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You see, the way it works is that when you hunger after God, and it's more about who he is rather than who you are, then you shall be fulfilled. And I think it's important when you know God, He shows you who you are and to be content with who you are, to love who God has created you to be. And as you seek Him, He's the one who fulfills you, not the things that you add to yourself, your personality. It's knowing Him. Let's hear from Jeffrey after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. And joining us is Jeffrey McCall. He's a former transgender who was on his way to sexual reassignment surgery, and something changed his mind, and we're going to hear from him right now. Jeffrey, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you all for having me. Yes, so I understand that at a young age, your parents got a divorce, and at 12 years old, you started to struggle with same-sex attraction. Can you tell me about that? Yes, so my parents divorced early, and around 12 years old, I started dealing with same-sex attraction. I had the first encounter where I felt sexually attracted to another man, And around 15 years old, I actually acted out on that. Wow. So tell me a little bit about what you were going through in school. Did you have friends that would tell you, oh, I think you like guys or girls, or was it just something you were hiding in yourself? Was it something talked about? Can you tell me a little more about your life? Yeah. So growing up, I was always different. I was creative. I was more sensitive than other guys. I also played sports and actually did very well. I played basketball and was a really good player at that. But just my life and confusion from my childhood really sent me on a different path than most. Hmm. When I was young, my mother and father got divorced. And the reason being, or one of the reasons of many, was that my father had had an extramarital affair. And so when I was a young boy, I heard my mother talking about that. And in my eyes as a little boy around four or five years old, 
I thought, wow, this is what men do to women. They hurt them and I didn't want to do it. So Mm. there was already like a push between being with women. And that was just one of many factors. Mm. Wow. Interesting. So at 12 years old, you had this desire and this liking. At 15 years old, you started dating men. And part of you was really trying to fill a void. Can you tell me what that void felt like in your life and what you were looking for? Yeah, so even beginning at a very early age, I loved romantic dramas. I loved romantic comedies. I was always into romantic things. And it was like my whole life, I was really searching for a deep love, something that my parents and my peers and my family, I couldn't get from them. There was this deep yearning for a deep love, an intimate love. And that was kind of what spun me in the direction to look for that in men. And Mm. so that was always the underlying thing of what I wanted was a really passionate, intimate, loving relationship. Mm. Mm. And as you got into these relationships with men, did you find that it was fulfilling to you at that time or were you continuing to search? I was continuing to search. I was never really ever fulfilled by a man. Mm. And all during those years, I was deeply involved in drugs and alcohol, crystal meth. So I was always trying to fill a void. And it just wasn't being filled by a human being. Mm. Mm. Now, I understand that you started to do drag queen shows. You thought, you know what? I'm going to be a woman. I like men. So you had a name, Scarlett. And tell me a little bit about that lifestyle and what that led you to. Yeah. So my life as Scarlett began when I was around 27 years old. And I really just thought, you know, I'm not even successful in homosexual male relationships. I've always felt more sensitive, more feminine. And I always had this inclination to even think in more of a female perspective. Even in the relationships I was in, I always thought of myself as more of the female role. So around 27 years old, I did my first drag show. And I remember doing the show and dressed as Scarlet. Now I had dressed as Scarlet previously without people knowing. And there was a part of me that really wanted to become this woman. And after doing the show where I saw people accepted me as an entertainer doing the show part, I moved way past the show part and began to have this identity of being transgender, not just wanting to do shows like drag queens, but to become and live as a woman Mm -hmm. all the time. Wow. And I understand that you were on your way to gender reassignment surgery, but through that you needed counseling and there was a process. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So the process was that I needed to see a psychiatrist and I was already seeing a psychologist. So I was actually in graduate school getting a history degree, a master's in history in those years when I was living in Scarlet. And my second year of graduate school, I told the psychiatrist I've been living in Scarlet, going out of Scarlet. This is what I want it to be. And within a couple of months, he told me that I was diagnosed with gender dysphoria. And I was very excited that he told me I had that because I knew that you needed a couple diagnoses of gender dysphoria from psychiatrists to begin different major surgeries and hormones and different things like that. I knew it was a way into that life. Mm-hmm. Basically, he told me you have two options. You can take hormones and begin to change your body and your voice and different things, or you can do surgeries, or you can mix both. And I told him I didn't want to do hormones. I didn't want a slow, progressive change. I wanted very rapid change. So I told him that I wanted to save up money and begin surgeries. Mm. Wow. Wow. So you start saving up money for this. And in the meantime, you're still living a life of dating these men and going out and doing drugs. And it really started to bring you downhill in 
hitting rock bottom. Can you tell me how you felt? Yeah. So during that period, I was at rock bottom. I was drinking heavily and doing drugs off and on. And I got very suicidal. I was actually dating a guy at this point and something happened on a weekend. We were supposed to hang out. And basically, I just felt like dying. Like, I just felt such rejection. And I remember I called, actually, for help because I drank so much that night. I thought about hurting myself. And they actually sent me to the hospital. And I was in the psychiatric ward of the hospital for a couple of days. And they sent me to a facility to watch me. The doctor found out I was getting a master's degree in history and that I was drinking what happened and all that. He said, well, I think you just had a flare and I'll let you go. It doesn't seem like you want to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. So I went back home and I was just destitute, like inside. I was just empty. I was so empty. And during my life as Scarlett, I was the most promiscuous ever of my life. Promiscuity that I never experienced as Jeffrey before. Mm -hmm. I was very promiscuous sometimes with more than one man a day. And it just continued wow. to go like that. And the further I went into Scarlet and becoming something I wasn't, the further I felt just a heaviness and an emptiness in me. Mm. You know, there was something that you did when you were in college. You ended up going to a church. No one knew about it. And there was a couple times that happened. Secretly, you were doing that. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so every once in a while, I would just randomly go to church because I grew up in church and I would visit different churches. And it wasn't all the time, clearly, but it'd be like every once in a while. Well, there was a church in Georgia that I visited and I had actually went into that church and I just felt something there. So years and years later, here I am living in Scarlet. I was secretly listening to this pastor because he comes on television and he has videos on YouTube. And I didn't want to go to a church living in Scarlet and just all that my life was in. I just didn't feel that to go to any church. So I was secretly listening to him at home in my apartment and just weep because I just felt like something was shifting in my life. Wow. You know, we're going to talk more about this and that you had a shift, but not only that, You had talked to God and he spoke back to you. And we're going to hear about that on our next show. And we're going to pray for those who are going through the same journey you were going through as a transgender, or they're seeking to fill or fulfill that emptiness in their life. And they need the answer. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for being with us. And we'll have you on our next show. Thank you. I think that this is something that relates to many people in this day and age where people are struggling with same-sex attraction. They're looking for something. They're looking for a change. They're looking for something to really be the thing that's going to fulfill them. And I think all of us as human beings, no matter what it is, are looking for that one big thing. And here's the news what I found. I found the one big thing that changed my life was Jesus Christ. When I had Jesus Christ come into my life, I found out that He will determine and show what will fill me, and He'll reveal who I truly am. So Lord Jesus, I know that there's someone listening right now. They're saying, you know what? I'm going through different things. Maybe I'm going through same-sex attraction, and I'm very confused. Or maybe there's someone saying, you know, it's not that, but I am looking for that thing to fulfill me, and I'm confused. What is that thing? Jesus, we're taking a moment to say and to stretch out our hands and say, Jesus, Are you that one thing? Mm -hmm. If you are, we want to receive you. We believe in you. We repent of our sins and we come to you. Mm -hmm. And we want to be one with you. Jesus, Mm -hmm. we call upon your name. Save our soul. We know that you died on the cross for us. We want to know you. In Mm -hmm. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 
And that's what I have found. Jesus, the only one who can fill that void. But we're going to hear more from Jeffrey on our next show. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life. 